0: And Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy.
1: And I'm Sydney McElroy. <laughs> <laughs> it always makes it sound like there's a party
0: about to start when I do that.
1: I was, I was shaking my head at you to try to stop you from doing that.
0: Oh, and I'm just going to have a Pepsi Zero-less, a Zero Pepsi Zero podcast? I think about it.
1: Hey, hey. It's still Pepsi but, Max,
0: by the way, in my heart. Nice try, Pepsi. Nice try.
1: Before you take a sip of that. Uh, there's no room for that in the new J Man's Life I don't think
0: oh that's true no, Hollywood
1: Jay Hollywood I, I, Jay for those of you who aren't aware my husband's gone Hollywood yeah he made a TV show. He's very important now. He's kind of a big deal. So yeah, CISO.com,
0: S-E-E-S-O.com. <laughs> Just, We've advertised for it, and boy, howdy. There is some great programming on there, but My Brother, My Brother Me is a TV series. It launched February 23rd. All six episodes available to watch right now. Right Three off the week block. trial.
1: Right off Give the Give it
0: block. a shot. Let me know what you think. Hollywood so, J.
1: Hollywood J is now on the show. So are you going to get into the whole... Hollywood lifestyle? Yes. Like. I've
0: got a lot planned. I'm going to get a Gini. That's short for Lambo. Or Lambo. A Lambo or a Gini. Whatever is short <laughs> for Lamborghini. <laughs>
1: so going to get
0: a sleek Lambo or Gini. And then I'm going to uh, do the. do Next up after that. Got to do the cleanse. Got to cleanse it out. All oh, the toxins. Yeah. yeah. Going to do. Um, you know. Probably the lemon juice. Hot pepper. One. Right. That I know about. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. good. It's just a cleanse
1: right what are you gonna now when when you're cleansing what are you getting rid of there
0: toxins sydney right look, look around you like look toxins. look in the air okay look at the sky right now um, blue okay yes. and then white clouds of something those are toxins too okay the and you're just breathing that They're, you know what's on the ground um, do you know what's on the ground dirt carpet. it's made of dirt <laughs> You breathe it. That's honey. That's carpet. That's our carpet outside, Sydney. In here. Oh, and do you think the carpet's toxin free? It's full of dust. It's full of mites.
1: So Justin, when people do detoxes, do you have any idea what's actually happening, or why they're doing it, or where that came from?
0: Uh, No, I don't know that much about it. I know it's been highly recommended to me. There's a twenty
1: by the bottle
0: of juice cleanse that I bought (laughs) at. Uh, Ollie's what? Discount Market for three ninety
1: nine. I think it was the Grandview Weekend Outlet.
0: It was. They did have those, didn't I mean, they? They did.
1: They like, had like shelves and shelves, shelves of, them. of it. <laughs> Let's talk about detoxification okay. or detoxing.
0: Now we should make a we should make a, a clear a clar- a clear delineation
1: here. Yes, I am not talking about the process of uh, detoxification in a medical sense. What we usually mean is that there is something in your body that you are. Um, slowly getting rid of through natural methods, you know, peeing it out and pooping it out and all the ways our body normally eliminates toxins. And we are perhaps monitoring you and alleviating side effects of that symptoms mm-hmm. of that, so providing supportive care while that's happening, specifically like drug withdrawal. So when we talk about opioid detoxification or alcohol detoxification, that is not what I'm talking about. That is That has nothing to do with this kind of detoxification. The
0: fact that we have to draw a parallel between real detoxification and what we are talking about uh, should speak volumes.
1: That that already says something. Thank you to Jack for recommending this topic and Justin, yes, you did too. I will give you credit. A lot
0: of, a lot of, there's a surprising number of Sawbones shows that start with, Sydney, I read about this thing and I was thinking about trying it. Is that a thing? No,
1: (laughs) don't. Don't do that. (laughs) Uh, The detoxification is based on the idea that there are unspecified toxins out there somewhere and that we need to remove them. They get it, they accumulate in our body and we have to remove them through some sort of. Method that usually involves either puking or pooping or peeing or sweating or there are a lot more creative ones than that, but something to that effect. Um, this this concept and this is something that people who are proponents of, of detoxes will tell you is indicative of of how it's real. Mm. This concept goes back to really to the humorous system of medicine. You know, the idea Mm -hmm. that you have four humors in your body that need to be balanced. And when you have an excess of something, something can build up and you've got to get rid of it. It's kind of the same concept because basically what you will do then is, is take some sort of noxious substance that will make you dramatically expel (laughs) stuff from your body through an orifice And then you will be, you know, back in balance and detox, so to speak. Um, Uh, But it's also involved like bloodletting and enemas and But supporters like
0: point to the fact that that used to happen as proof of validity? Yes,
1: the fact that that the idea of detoxing is ancient obviously means it must be real.
0: Folks, if you gain nothing from listening to (laughs) Sawbones, let it be this. Uh there it's there's actually a name for this. The appeal to ancient wisdom is a logical mm-hmm. fallacy that yes. because ideas are um uh old that they're good. Good. And right. Um or or what is it Tim mentions says in White Wine and the Suns, just because ideas are persistent doesn't mean that they're worthy. Like this idea the uh, like Sawbones is a in nothing, if not like
1: 100 a plus to that. hour yeah. long
0: podcast about how ancient people did <laughs> not know what they were doing.
1: No, and just because something has stuck around and people continue to do it doesn't always mean that it works. There are lots of reasons people continue people to press do elevator
0: things, buttons multiple times over and over again,
1: even when they're lit up. Um, Hippocrates particularly believed in fasting as a way of purifying the body and and various fasts are part of detox programs but this was also it wasn't just purifying your body it was also a way of purifying like your your mind and your soul in a way to you know kind of become one with yourself mm-hmm. so to speak um in ayurveda i i think you see a more clear um corollary to what we think of as detoxing now in the panchakarma which is the idea that toxins need to be cleared out of your system first like they, that's where you they actually state like there are toxins in your system you got to get them out the only way to get them out is to either puke so take this thing that'll make you throw up or here do a bunch of enemas with various things in them or bleeding you know bloodletting and then once you do that phase of it, once all the bad stuff is out, you have to do like a neutralization kind of phase to get over the trauma of expelling all the stuff from your body where you use like not so dramatic things like herbs and heat and sunbathing and fresh air and you eat a lot of warm foods and this like balances you back out now that you've expelled all the toxins. Okay. Um, and this is also kind of similar in the idea of like Native American traditions where they use like fasting or sweat lodges, that idea. But again, that's more tied to like a spiritual detox, you know? Right. Like all this isn't purely a physical idea. If it's- You're getting rid of physical and and soul toxins.
0: If it's spiritual and by extension mental, I can see some validity to that as long as it wasn't physically harmful because I think that those sorts of circumstances can provide a sense of, of clarity. Not endorsing sweat lodges, obviously, but well, I've and never I, done one of those.
1: I think, I think the only danger, I, I understand what you're saying and I think a lot of people say like you sit in a sauna and you feel really great after sweating for a while. But the, the only problem is that for some detoxes, if they're really dramatic, I mean, there can be physical consequences to getting really dehydrated and sweating a whole bunch or puking a whole lot or using enemas, certainly. So I think, you know, there are medical consequences, and we'll we'll get into some of those. Um, In traditional Chinese medicine, this is addressed more through the removal of blockages, that your body is going to allow toxins to flow through it normally, but they can be blocked, you know, by Mm -hmm. different energies and whatnot. And, And that has to do with, like, the theory behind acupuncture, you know, freeing these blockages and allowing things to flow through naturally. So not so much that you need to do something, not that there are extra toxins in your body that your body can't get rid of. It's just every once in a while your body like gets backed up. Okay. And acupuncture usually can help that out. Um, and then this concept that, that from all these ancient traditions has gotten a lot more intense now, I think because of these also true belief that our environment is getting... More toxic. Okay, that we are being exposed to more chemicals and heavy metals and industrial waste products than we were in ancient times.
0: Yes, almost assuredly true.
1: Surely we are, and I, and I now that doesn't necessarily mean that our bodies aren't equipped to deal with it, as I'll get into, but. Because we're being exposed to more, the idea that we need to do more dramatic things more often to free ourselves of these unspecified toxins has become more intense. Okay, And I would throw in there, that's where a a lot of people um, get the GMO, non-GMO foods, non-genetically modified foods.
0: So please let's not get started on that. I know. Please.
1: I'm okay with GMO foods. Obviously. Fine. I'm fine with them. They fed h- them. millions of hungry people. Yes. They're miraculous. Everyone uh, stop it. So let's go through some of the different ways that you could detox yourself. The classic example is a Should diet. I just
0: do them as you mention it? I'll just do them I, as you go through. That's
1: the risk of this. As I go through this, Justin is definitely going to be taking notes to do these. I'm sorry, I love you, but you you so easily fall victim to this stuff. Not
0: anymore. I've found that like there's definitely an intersection between willpower and these these things. Like Mm -hmm. I did a juice fast. I've probably told this story on the show how I did a juice fast for a day until lunch. Well, it's Halloween and then everybody starts busting out (laughs) sick candy. Like, well, no, I guess I'm done with this juice fast.
1: One of the oldest ways of detoxing your body was just through dietary methods, mainly through not eating, but also ingesting substances that would help to flush your system, cleanse your system. So like lemon and water is a popular thing even today that's supposed to like stimulate your digestive enzymes and it's a good antioxidant and... Then on top of that, you also fast. You eat very little. If you do eat something, it's liquid. That's where you get like the juice cleanse and that kind of thing that comes in. And then... A lot of these detox diets will eventually let you eat food again, but you like introduce it stepwise and you start with raw foods and you don't eat anything that has preservatives or like artificial it. colors and nothing that's processed. With and
0: Ease back in. Yeah,
1: exactly. And you stay away. And I mean, permanently in a lot of these detox Which diets. What do you think, that, funny you know, enough,
0: like that would probably, I feel like that would be primo time to eat garbage, right? Like I have so much garbage room in there. Like if, <laughs> if I just got rid of all my toxins, like- let's have a little fun, right?
1: I'm assuming if you really like buy into these detox diets, you're going to try to incorporate some of these things into your like continued diet though. Mm. Like you're going to continue to stay away from processed foods and sugar and that kind of stuff. That would be my guess. But I mean, maybe I mean there's worse things to do than that. Um, that, For sure. There's, this is also where like a lot of the fermented foods, and we've talked about this before on the kombucha episode, the concept that if something's fermented, it's better for you. Right. That it's, this belief of the detoxification that it provides. Um, The master cleanse was an early example of a detox. Very
0: buzzy. Yeah. I feel like that one got very buzzy. Exactly.
1: Water, lemon juice, cayenne pepper, maple syrup. There it is. The last one's fun. That
0: seems, like, <laughs> that seems like somebody was making a cleanse and their four-year-old was like, and now syrup. Like, no, I'd rather,
1: n- syrup, put maybe, it in. Maybe they just squirted it in there and they're like, eh, I don't want to make another one.
0: I don't want to you make another one. Let me try this. Sure. Oh, you know what? Actually, that does taste better because of the maple syrup.
1: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> is, uh, my sister used to make concoctions in the kitchen all the time and try to make us drink them. Yeah. I feel like this is where that came from. <laughs> uh there are also a lot of supplements. Um, one great example of these that I found were just non-specific detox capsules, so capsules that will detox you that I saw on Goop, which I don't talk about goop enough.
0: Yeah, we should we should talk
1: about Goop more. Goop, of course, is Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, lifestyle healthy living website. Mm-hmm. Um, it's
0: actually her initials.
1: Is that where did, that comes did from? Did you know that? No.
0: Gwyneth, Octavian. No, it's (laughs) Oedipus Paltrow. I I believe
1: that. (laughs) It's her initials. So these detox capsules have, so these are the ingredients. They have probiotics. So those are, you know, good bacteria. They've got some random like organic psyllium, slippery elm, linseed, barley, clay. And those are like the initial capsules. And you take that morning and night and then it's part of a whole program because like you throw in there they have some specific drops for your liver and kidneys that do something to them just juice them uh, who knows get them working time. phytonutrients so like plant stuff is in there too there's another bottle of that and then there's like an antioxidant supplement so like it's a whole package by the way of course kind of expensive. And it's all free. No. Okay. No. Oh, no. Sorry, no, no, no. I should have been quicker. And, and basically that this supplement detox is like, just take all this while you're doing your detox, whatever your detox is. This will support you through the detox process.
0: Mm, mm. If I need to take something to supplement the fact that I'm just drinking lemon juice, like, <laughs> if that's not enough for my body, I don't know what it needs. Like, please. I'm I'm doing the hardest thing.
1: Well, I, and I don't I don't know that I mean, other than like the probiotics are like a good idea. I don't know that the rest, I mean, the rest of the stuff, I don't know if it'll make anything happen even. I don't know if it'll make you poop more or pee more or anything or just be there
0: just be in the moment
1: just be in you that's it i don't know i mean if there's if some if somewhere in these non specific drops if there's vitamins or something i guess that's kind of hopeful sure why not you're know. not getting any from food um, let's move on to the other end let's talk about enemas and colonic cleanses yes we've we've talked a little bit about cleanses before on the show <clears> so i won't belabor some of these but i will mention these do date back again to ancient times ancient egyptians practice colonic Flushes. The idea behind it is that, and, and I would say this is probably because the stuff that comes out of you typically doesn't smell good. Poopy. Like the stuff that comes out of your butt doesn't smell good.
0: There's a name for it. There's right. a clinical name for it. <laughs> Stool. Po- poopy.
1: Feces. Feces. Yeah. The so they thought that stuff decomposed in your intestines and would make you sick uh, especially like if it got stuck to the walls inside because you weren't going to the bathroom regularly and you would start to reabsorb all this toxic stuff that was decomposing and you'd get really sick and so then you needed to flush it out um and that's where the colon flushes came from and so you could basically squirt water with various herbs or whatever up your butt um in Germany in the 1920s, we see, like, the coffee enema, which was a big, buzzy thing to do because then you get the, uh, you know, it, you get the impact of flushing out your colon just like you do a regular enema. Plus, it was thought that the coffee stimulated the liver and opened up all your ducts in your liver so you could flush everything out of your liver as well.
0: I just don't understand. I tend to look at these things through a lens of... Like biology, and I know obviously there are like things that we can take that are not already in our bodies or in nature that are useful to us, like for sure. But I just don't understand, like if you believe in evolution or God, I'm going to use God as a stand-in here. Like if you believe, and I'm, I'm saying throughout all of time and space, right? Like if you believe that God made human beings, in what reality do you think God was done with people and he was like, well... The one thing that would be good is if I gave them somewhere a tube that could stick up their butt and blast it with coffee. <laughs> well, gosh, <laughs> it's getting pretty late, and I the sixth day is almost over, so I do need to wrap this up. Um, I, You know what? I'm just going to give them brains and creativity I, and hope, hope they, they
1: figure, it out. figure
0: it out someday <laughs> that I did want them to do this. I did want that to happen as part of my miracle that I've made. But I just don't have the time right now.
1: That's like the, is it like the watchmaker theory? Is that what that is? What? <laughs> I mean, what? Just put all the gears in place and set it turning. Yeah. Just and, <laughs> just and wait for them to find the enema. Wait for <laughs> them to find it.
0: I'm going to put coffee beans on earth and I do have plastic tubes on earth. So, okay. I'll, you know what? I'll just do bamboo. Okay. I put bamboo and I'll put coffee on there. And certainly they'll get it from that, right? They'll get it. <laughs> well we did we did i mean there you go we, we did, did and we continued thank you we did
1: to... hey good news god we got it we got we it, it. And, and i mean that and then this similar practice i mean even today the idea that you can just like flush your colon out with stuff to make you better i mean that's it's it's not I that much more complicated of... like it i mean that's yeah. still kind of the same idea you can use different substances but at the end of the day there you i go. get the idea like it seems dirty in there i get
0: it but yeah, like well, your body's
1: getting it out for right. you. Exactly. Like, I know it seems dirty in there, but like they're like, we're good at it's made to it. It's where the dirty goes. You have it's to have a dirty, place for the dirty,
0: the bathroom. <laughs> it's where the dirty goes.
1: Uh, another, another popular detox program device. I don't know that, you know, those foot pads. Mm-hmm. So there, there are these little sticky pads that you can put on your feet. And what they're supposed to do is draw out toxins and balance you and give you energy by mm. removing all these toxins from your mm. body. Mm. And mm. the r- way you can tell that they work is that they turn brown right. after you do that. Like mm-hmm. you stick them to your foot and then you take them off and they're brown. Um, they The problem with them is that they don't work because... <laughs> the one <laughs> is the only hang up. <laughs> The problem is they don't work because, uh, first of all, very simply, they've been tested and reviewed by just... Taking them off of your foot and they're all brown and nasty and you're supposed to have heavy metals in them. And so they tested them for heavy metals and there weren't any heavy metals in them. So mm-hmm. there you go. Also, they turn brown if you get them wet at all.
0: So I guess they're no one will ever buy them again, right? Oh, well. It's kind of like ear candling, right? Same thing where when you burn the candle and you open it, you're like, Whoa, look at all the junk that was in my ear. But no, there was wax. No, there's the wax in the candle. The exactly. Candle.
1: It's the same idea, but I guess um, <laughs> A lot of proponents of this practice will argue that the reason that the some of the ones you buy don't work is that you're only supposed to use ones that have been, like, treated with vinegar that's been fermented for nine years. And if your pads have not been treated with that special vinegar, then they don't work. So, yeah, obviously, okay. that's the reason. Yeah. Um, one one strange note I found in my detoxing research is that uh there are some people who and i mean a lot of the people who recommend this other than i guess some celebrities are um practitioners of maybe like naturopathic medicine, probably some homeopathic mm-hmm. practitioners Fake. 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 yeah so 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 people who well i'm not saying not not i'm not lumping naturopathic and homeopathic in in the same i don't want to put them together okay Homeo- homeopathy is fake yeah let me, let me say that straight up yes but just who might be recommending these things to you Got it. um uh, one suggestion is to remove all your dental fillings mm-hmm. because they're metal <laughs> and why did you need them in the first place this is not good i would say that uh, my dentist friends would say, "Don't do that." That they're in there for a reason, and also, I think it like, aren't they like structural at that point? And if you just like, like your teeth all
0: your avoidance of dentists is showing. You're just like <laughs> taking wild shots here. I don't know. People who go to the dentist uh, give Sydney a shout out and just let her know. <laughs>
1: Doctors don't know anything about teeth anyway. Anyway, don't don't remove your dental fillings, please, especially on your own. Okay. Please,
0: I gotta have more Sydney. I'm I'm crazy about this. I'm stuff.
1: gonna tell you, Justin. But first, why don't we go to the billing department? Let's go.
0: High quality chef crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some southwestern style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl. Is 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 part of my plan? Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen, to this we're going to get this truffle oh, butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously, from 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 a a box Uh, And the the meals, I can say, are delicious, so what do you got to lose? Head on over to Factormeals.com slash Sawbones50 and use code Sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code Sawbones50 at Factormeals.com slash Sawbones50 to get 50% off.
1: Hello, and welcome to Podphone. What type of podcast are you looking for? You have chosen... Funny podcasts about bad movies. Rated R. May we recommend The Flophouse. Three friends talk about bad movies and make each other and you laugh. Rated R. The Flop House is playing at your ears. If you download it right now or whenever. Rated R. To purchase tickets to The Flophouse. You don't need to do that. Just download it. The Flophouse, rated R
0: for nudity, I guess. All right, Sid, you had another one for me you're going to tell me about.
1: That's right. I want to spend a little bit more time on this. It's called chelation. Mm. You heard of chelation, Justin? It sounds
0: familiar.
1: So the concept of chelation or chelation therapy dates back to Alfred Werner, who discovered the process of um, binding... Metals with other substances. Mm-hmm. That's that's basically like chem from a chemistry standpoint. That's what you're doing. You're okay. finding metals, and that's chelation. And this is back in 1893. It was initially used in some like industrial purposes, like in textile processing and and places like that. But it was eventually found to have some medical applications as well. Initially, it was actually used just in like test tubes. Um, specifically, one chelating agent is is what I'm going to focus on a lot, called EDTA. Um, It was used in test tubes, the purple top tubes, to help collect blood and keep it from um, clotting and to stabilize it and and that kind of thing. So that was its initial medical application was just this kind of not preservative, but think about it similarly, something you would have in a test tube before you collected blood. Uh, But dating back to the 1930s, we also discovered that chelation could be used in humans if they were exposed to metals, heavy metals, toxic levels in their bloodstream that it could you could use certain agents, initially EDTA, to clean kind of cleanse that out of their bloodstream. So these are in in situations of toxic metal exposure is what I'm talking about. So for instance, lead poisoning. Okay. We would use a substance to bind the lead in your blood and get rid of it. So that was what it was initially like very specific toxic exposures. Like a chemical bouncer.
0: It enters the nightclub of your body and removes the unsavory elements.
1: It binds with the unsavory elements and drags them out. Uh, during, like, another example, during World, War II, d- during World War II, there was another chelating agent, um, British anti lewisite also called dimercaptorol, but anti lewisite probably tells you what it does. It binds lewisite, which was this arsenic-based chemical weapon, mm. um, and it could be used to remove this arsenic-based toxin from your bloodstream. However... Things get kind of confusing in the 1950s when we start to see that patients being treated with EDTA for lead poisoning seem to have some improvement in their heart disease as well. This was kind of this just random finding after after doing these uh, doing these studies on lead poisoning. This led to the theory that maybe chelation could, in some way, we'll say, dissolve to kind of talk, just to just to talk about what we're, what, to visualize it. Dissolve coronary artery disease, athero- atherosclerosis, the stuff that builds up plaque in your arteries. Uh, so because this kind of theory was out there, we have this hypothesis. Throughout the 1960s, there are a lot of studies done on this treatment to try to figure out, is this true? Could we really use this as a therapy for people who have really advanced heart disease to lessen their chance of having heart attacks, right? Okay. Um, but it wasn't really conclusive. There was nothing that really showed that this actually, like it, it, it wasn't well replicated. We couldn't explain why we saw it before, and we weren't we weren't having a lot of luck replicating it again. And it was not accepted widely by doctors. But despite that fact, there were practitioners using it. A lot of people jumped on this bandwagon pretty quickly, even though studies were not necessarily supporting its use. So something definitely did happen. Yes.
0: We just don't know why.
1: Well, it could have been random. I mean, we have no idea. If you can't replicate it, you have to wonder if it wasn't just a coincidence. Um, Now, in the 1970s, it becomes popularized for more than just heart disease. It becomes part of um, alternative medicine as a way to, let's say... Remove anything else that might be floating around in your bloodstream that you didn't know you were exposed to. So we start to see it like its use even more broaden, especially throughout the 1980s, not just for coronary artery disease and any other kind of vascular disease, but the idea is that you're constantly being inundated with toxins and heavy metals that you don't know about. And so why don't we just kind of like give your blood a nice cleansing, you know, stick this EDTA in there, get all of the bad stuff out and then you'll be better afterwards. Okay. Um, It was thought that it reduced free radicals in the body by removing the heavy metals that form them. And then this was the argument for why it treated heart disease. But this was also an argument used to support its use to prevent cancer, to help with diabetes, arthritis, vision, immune system function, osteoporosis, mental function. Listing a lot of things, Sydney. Starting to sound like a cure-all. A little bit. Uh proponents, because this is this is still in practice today, will argue that it is not accepted in medical circles um, because EDTA fell out of patent. And that was the big argument, is that once uh, drug companies couldn't make a lot of money off EDTA, EDTA, nobody was interested in pursuing it anymore. So that was one of the biggest... That's where you see, like, that happens and that argument becomes the mainstay of why we're still doing it, yeah. um, along I- with the idea that once we invented coronary artery bypass grafting, so open heart surgery, that it was so much more expensive that we would rather do that. It's You know, it's us evil doctors. We'd rather open your chest and put you through a risky surgery than give you a chelating agent, even though we know, we know secretly it works. Um, So they thought it was so profitable that the medical industrial complex killed it. And that um, also there was this one time where they were, using chelation therapy on a kid and they had a terrible interaction and died. So there was also that. That one did. Ha- Th- that that one, one did happen. That one did happen. Um, but mainly it's because we're trying to hide a secret treatment from you. Mm,
0: okay. Now that doesn't happen at yeah. all on earth, right? That's not how doctors work. I hate to no. sidebar you for like 20 seconds, but like, that's not how doctors work, right? No, not at maybe all. Maybe hospitals and maybe in- almost certainly insurance <laughs> companies. Yeah. I would get I would not put that past either of those entities but individual mm-hmm. doctors if they know something works and it's really cheap they're going to give it to their patients.
1: Oh, absolutely. My my goal is to find the and especially the least harmful way of taking I mean that's part of my oath. And surgery while absolutely can save lives is still risky and if you can do something that isn't surgery that is much safer. This
0: is where these people. Why lose wouldn't me. you? This is where these people lose me because I don't.
1: I I try not to
0: to to. I I don't want to be down on anybody, especially people who aren't hurting people. But these people are so anti medicine. They're anti science and anti medicine. That kills me. Yes, like that. And and you know what? These days, I have increasingly little patience for people who are just making crap up. It, it drives me up a wall.
1: And the thing is, it there was something that happened with these patients who were treated for lead poisoning where they they seem to improve in terms of their heart disease. But if we want to know the answer, what we do is something like a big giant trial to assess chelation therapy. Right. So we did the trial to assess chelation therapy in 2012. A That's what it was name. called. TACT. A
0: fine name.
1: We like, we like things that, that make words. So it was called tact. And at the end of it, they really found no significant differences in chelation and non-chelation groups. Overall, after analysis, there were some, there were some things that looked a little promising, but then once they looked at the study groups, there were some important differences in the study groups that probably explained them. So at the end of the day, it's still not advised by any medical organization for anything other than, you know, actual toxic exposures like lead poisoning. Um, a couple less, I think, uh, anger-inducing things that I found. Please. Um, one is dry skin brushing, which is <laughs> exactly like it sounds. You brush your skin with a dry brush. Uh, and the idea is that there's all this environmental goo out there that's clogging your pores. And then if your pores are clogged, you can't detoxify yourself through your pores. So you have to, like, vigorously rub yourself with a brush, and it will, you know, help your immune system and boost your circulation and sweep away all the dead skin cells and stimulate your lymph nodes and improve your digestion and improve the appearance of cellulite and help the cells in your body remove waste.
0: Folks, <laughs> folks, I love a nice loofah as much as anybody. You can't just make it a medical treatment because you want it to be, okay? Just
1: enjoy your loofah. It does remove dead skin cells. <laughs> yes, I can vouch for good. that. Yes, uh, and this is often advised, again, as part of detox programming, as well as like daily maintenance, like just give yourself a good dry rub, also, also <laughs> you know, like
0: a chicken wing. Also, cellulite's a marketing term. So if people say cellulite, they mean just like fat, just like that's in your body. And Cellulite <laughs> isn't real either. It appeared in Vogue in 1968. It's not real. Okay. Thank you, so, so if you see someone talk about cellulite, they just mean fat. <laughs> it's like a
1: target it with brushing it. What are you talking about? This, this last one is a lot more fun. Have you heard of rebounding, Justin?
0: No. Yes, after I try one of these crash diets, I rebound and eat a bunch of cereal.
1: Rebounding is when you jump gently on small trampolines. Mm. Okay. <laughs> this is my favorite. And this is a cleanse? I've never heard of this. This is I I think that this could be also just like Trampoline exercise. But I guess if you, I guess those tiny trampolines are supposed to be called rebounders, which I didn't realize that. I didn't know that was a term for like a small mini tramp. Okay. It's a rebounder. Uh, It became popular in the 80s because NASA did a study that really, that on trampoline exercise, and it showed that it was a good option for astronauts, you know, in space to maintain. Bone and muscle health, specifically because of the weight bounding the weight um, bearing effect, that it was good to maintain bone health. We talked about this on the um, medicine and space episode that you Tr- can lose bone mass. Trampolines work in space. I, yeah, that seems unlikely. Well, I I imagine you have to be like, well, I don't know, weighted in some way.
0: Seems weird. Yeah. Seems weird to me, but
1: anyway, they did this. They did this theoretical trial on like, what if we give, what if we give these little teens trampolines to astronauts? And they found some evidence that maybe it's good for bone and muscle health, um, and, and it helps to prevent you from putting undue stress on your body because of the bouncing effect, whatever. So from this. Came claims that oh also it improves your immune system and it boosts your lymphatic drainage and it's gonna detoxify all not of your from NASA. cells. Not no, from not NASA. from NASA. NASA just said, like, this is good for your bones. You should jump on a small trampoline. That's all it is. It's like you put it in your bedroom and like every morning you get on your trampoline and like jump very gently on your tiny trampoline for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Hey, see these at, at some point can we talk about hanging upside down? It seems like a lot of people in superhero movies do that. Like Bruce Wayne did it yeah. in that one Batman movie. I'll
1: look into the I'll history look into that of hanging for, upside look down that for me. You.
0: See if there's any hot, hot stuff there. Because I'll try that.
1: I will. I, I hope rebounding's okay overall. Because we let our daughter do it on yeah, her tiny trampoline. That's true. She has a handlebar though, so it's yeah. very safe. I do you, Justin. Do you know how we really detox our bodies? Your liver. That's number one. Your colon. There you go. You're just reading
0: your kidneys. Yeah, I knew liver and so kidneys.
1: So our bodies are really good at detoxifying. I know that. I know that in ancient times we were not exposed to the amount of environmental toxins that we are now. I understand that, but we've always been exposed to substances out there that we don't need and could harm us. And so we've had to have systems in place to get rid of the bad stuff. We are we our bodies do that. Already, So first of all, our liver, everything you ingest or inhale that enters your bloodstream passes through your liver. And it does lots of things for you. But part of its function is to take toxic substances and transform them into harmless water soluble. So they dissolve in water compounds that can then be excreted from your body. That's its job. It doesn't store toxins, so it doesn't need to be cleansed of toxins. So when people talk about detoxifying your liver, that doesn't make sense. It's not storing them. It's getting rid of them for you. Um, And even in cases when the liver isn't functioning properly, maybe because you have chronic liver disease, there's no evidence that any of these detox things help that. So, like, people have tried that. Like, well, but what about about somebody whose liver isn't working very well? Well, none of this stuff that I mentioned – Is going to fix that problem for you. Uh, Your colon is part of your detox system as well. It disposes of waste products. After the rest of your intestines have absorbed all the good stuff from it, your colon is in charge of getting rid of all the bad stuff. It doesn't need to be cleansed or washed out In fact, it's full of good helper bacteria that you absolutely need. All those probiotics that you want to take in a pill, well, you are chock full of them and you don't want to wipe them out. And the last thing you want to do is constantly irrigate your colon and disrupt that, especially because colonic irrigation, if done improperly, can cause pain, vomiting, diarrhea, electrolyte abnormalities, kidney failure, liver failure, perforation of the wall of your colon, and possibly death.
0: But what a way to go.
1: With a coffee enema?
0: With a coffee enema.
1: And then finally, our kidneys, our beautiful kidneys. They filter our blood. They eliminate waste products. They save water and good stuff that we need. Their design is amazing. Our kidneys are beautiful. Do you think they're made to, if they take a really bad hit, they just like, they completely stop functioning and then rebuild themselves better than before. Because if your kidneys just took a hit and like got scarred up and then kept on going, I mean, our kidneys would all fail pretty early in our lives because they take lots of hits. But they don't. They just like if they, if you if you do enough damage, they'll just stop, like take a breather. They're going on a quick sabbatical and then come back full force. And modern medicine, we can help you through your kidney sabbatical these days. Mm-hmm. Kidneys are beautiful. Anyway.
0: And you should give your your kidneys a week off every year, at least. I feel like it's only fair. (laughs) A kidney sabbatical? Just a kidney sabbatical. Let them explore themselves. Let them find themselves.
1: Take care of your body, of course. I'm not saying that because your liver and your colon and your kidneys are up to detoxifying you, that you should be ingesting large amounts of harmful substances just to, like, put them through their paces. They're not going to get bigger or badder or stronger. Of course, you should exercise and eat healthy and drink plenty of water and, I don't know, avoid drinking poison that would be good, <laughs> but you don't need to do anything else special to detoxify your body. Your body is very good at detoxifying itself.
0: Thank you, Sydney, uh, for for all of that information. It's going to take a while for me to to process it. So if I do accidentally do any detox diets in the interim, as I'm sort of processing, it, I'm sure um, uh, I hope you'll let me know.
1: Yes, I will berate you for it. Thanks.
0: Um, that's going to do it for us, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Um, We we hope you've enjoyed yourself. I want to say thank you so much to the taxpayers for letting us use your song Medicines as the intro and outro of our program.
1: And if you like all that detox talk, Justin, next week, you don't even know this, our episode will continue on this detox with a very specific detox that I am so excited to tell you about.
0: Excellent. Well, Sydney, I look forward to that. Uh, But until then... My name is Justin McElroy.
1: And I'm Sydney McElroy.
0: And as always, don't (laughs) drill a hole in your head.
1: All right! Yeah! MaximumFun.org
0: Comedy and culture.
1: Artist owned. Listener supported.